Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Scran. We all know that the summer brings some wonderful outdoor eating and drinking experiences to Scotland. One such event takes place all this week from the centre of Edinburgh. The Edinburgh Food Festival is returning to its home in Assembly George Square Gardens and features a plethora of amazing food and drink experiences. Scran producer Kelly Crichton went along at the weekend to catch up with some of the vendors to see how their festival is going and what they have on offer. She also speaks to Alex Fitzhowell, who produces the event, and the Kilted Chef, aka Craig Wilson, who's doing some cooking demonstrations as part of the festival. Craig tells us about his role as a Scottish food ambassador and about how his role as a chef has taken him to places all around the world. Hello, I'm Pablo Moscardo, I'm the owner of uh, Mosquito Spanish Bites and also the Bacchus Mobile Bar, Sangria Bar and we are here at the Edinburgh Food Festival for the fourth year already. You've just been open less than 48 hours, Pablo. How's it going so far? Well, so far it's going pretty good. The first day was a little bit slower, but yesterday was a crack on all day, plenty of people, families, and really, really good amount of sales, so good. So what are you selling exactly? Tell us what's on the menu. Okay, so we are particularly doing some Spanish-style street food. So we have patatas bravas, we have uh, white bait fish and kimpron lollipops and also churros. That is one of the favorites from the people in the square, actually. So people are tending to go towards the sweet stuff? Yes, actually, the, the sweet stuff is one of the most uh, top sellers in here because the people love it. The cinnamon and the hot chocolate on top and it's always a, a good good one. Tell us about your drinks as well. Okay, so we run also the mobile bar and we have a selection of Spanish cocktails. Uh, the most popular is the sangria that is made with a red wine or white wine. We have the two options and different mixings in each of them with fresh fruits. And then we have also the cocktail called Agua de Valencia, Valencia's water, and it's made with cava, vodka, gin and fresh orange juice. Pretty popular as well. So fairly far from water if it's got all that in it. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, a little <laughs> bit more strong than the water, actually, yes. Okay, so you say it's your fourth year. Is yes, it's all right. The last year we, we, we managed to make it. It was with the restrictions and everything, okay. but it was so far so good. Um, but not the previous one, so I've done it, I think, 2018, 19. Yeah, fourth, I think it's the fourth one, yeah, what we've done. The past has been always super popular for us, and and they call us every year back to, to come back to the square and... We're pretty happy just coming back always to this uh, amazing venue in Assembly Gardens. And what do you do the rest of the year? Do you have the street food van up and about or you do you cater? What, what's your business year long? 
during the year we usually go with our horse box uh, all around Scotland. We have uh, we do markets, we do festivals, uh, weddings, and every kind of corporate events, whatever it, uh, people ask for. We use the most uh, social media that we use is Instagram. Like it's, the, it's the most visual with all the pictures of our food and everything. We have also Facebook page and we are in process to build a website as well. That is the, the last thing that I need, but we started with Instagram and it, it went so so good actually. But yeah, we can they can find us in Instagram, uh, Mosquito Spanish Bites, or the other one is uh, Bacchus Mobile Bar, so any of those were there. And how long will you be here this summer? So this summer is going to be the entire run, so we are doing the Edinburgh Food Festival, followed with Fringe, so we have a gap between both, that is two, three days, but the garden is still open. So from the 3rd of August, we'll be run the Fringe until the 29th of August. And what's your favorite Spanish dish? My favorite Spanish dish, uh, well, I could say paella, but no, I prefer this uh, uh, traditional dish from Valencia, my, my country, that is called baked rice, arroz al horno, and it's another kind of rice, but it's made in the oven with uh, some sausages and potato, tomatoes, a really, really good rice. Sounds amazing. We'll have to try that sometime. Thank you for your time, Pablo. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name's Vicky and I work for Belfield Brewery and we're here at the Food Fest until the 31st of July. How has the Food Festival been going so far, Vicky? It's been a really great event. It's so wonderful to be here, to be showcasing local products uh, that are brewed in Edinburgh. Our beer's brewed here, so it's so great to be here. And it's so nice to have the Fringe back in Edinburgh. What drinks are you serving? With us being a brewery, we serve all our own beer. Um, on draft, we've got our Craft Lager and our Lawless Village IPA. Um, we also have a range of cans. Um, multiple cans have won awards at the Scottish Brewery Award. Um, our Mars and Festival Lager actually won Best Lager in Scotland in 2021. So that's quite a selection. So how have things been going for Belfields? You're a relatively young brewery. Yeah, we were founded in 2015 and we got off to a great start and then obviously the pandemic hit. But we've been really fortunate. We put all our efforts into our online sales um, and the local community around us really rallied um, and supported us. Um, and we're happy to say that we've come out the other side of the pandemic stronger than ever. And we were very fortunate that at the beginning of the year we um, doubled our capacity to brew. So we are able to make a lot more beer a lot more quickly now. Um, and keep up with demand which is really great. You're mainly an online presence but you're going to have some pop-up bars during the fringe is that right? Yeah we uh, we have a lot of online sales we also actually have our tap room and beer garden over at Abbey Hill and in addition to that we uh, will be at the Old Royal High School along with the Piano Drome where we have uh, three wonderful bars and the best one in my opinion is our terrace bar which has beautiful views of Arthur's Seat um, and across the city we can enjoy a nice cold beer um, and take in the view. And is the brewery open to the public? Have, do you run tours or anything like that? Yeah, so the tap room is closed to the public on a Monday and a Tuesday, but the tap room and beer garden is open Wednesday to Sunday. And we have brewery tours on a Friday evening, a couple of brewery tours on a Saturday and one on a Sunday, um, which is just bookable online. You can see the availability there. In terms of what beers you're producing, do you have plans to change it up, bring some new beers in? What's the next 12 months look like? Yeah, we have our core range of beers, which we make all the time, and they have a really good base selection. And then everything else we make is kind of seasonal, 
panel or um, sort of event wise so we did an International Women's Day brew we do that every year so the next 12 months we hope to uh, release at least another 12 beers so that's one a month when we went into 20, at the start of 2020 we only had four beers um, we stand here today and we have produced over 20 different beers so the plan is to keep expanding for us it's really all about um, making beer that anyone could drink we're actually a gluten-free brewery and everything we make is celiac approved and vegan approved so for us it's a bit of a balancing act of balancing traditional styles and allowing people who previously haven't been able to drink beer to ha drink what everyone else is drinking as well as creating new styles um, and sort of be trying to be at the forefront of new trends sounds like there's something for everyone hopefully <laughs> enjoy the rest of the food festival thanks very much My name's Alex Fitzhull. Uh, I'm the producer of the Edinburgh Food Festival. What does that consist of? So that consists of lots of fun stuff, going around different food events around Scotland, eating food, tasting things, and uh, talking to interesting people. And then later down the line, getting back in touch to find out if they want to come and exhibit with us. The Edinburgh Food Festival is an event run by Assembly Festival, which was started in 2015 to coincide with Scotland's year of food and drink and has grown in length um, and scale over those years. Okay, so can you tell us just a little bit about the different types of businesses people will find at the food festival if they come along this year? It's a combination. Um, I think street food brings uh, a wide uh, variety of people, people who've been in, in cooking their whole life, people who've, who are taking a career change halfway through. We have one stall arriving on Wednesday where there it's a couple and the chef was head chef at Six by Nico and left there to pursue his own endeavors. Since then they've had two children and are trying to start a restaurant, um, which is a pretty typical story for, for street food. Their food stall's called Junk and they'll be here from Wednesday till Sunday and we're really excited about trying their food. So some newcomers and some returners. Definitely. There's some old favourites. Um, we've had Chicken Pea since the start. Belfield Brewery have been here uh, since 2019. Um, they offer gluten-free across their entire range. And this Thursday, they're bringing out a non-alcoholic gluten-free as well in partnership with Jump Ship, um, who will also be here from Friday to Sunday. So yeah, there's a mixture of new and old, of market stall, of breweries, distilleries, street food. How are things going compared to last year and what was the setup last year? Uh, things are very much feel back to normal. Last year uh, the site was in the same place, uh, the infrastructure was slightly different. There was uh, potentially a, a similar number of stalls but um, spread out slightly differently. Last year we began ta with table service and then restrictions eased about halfway through the event so that part will definitely be different um, and we're yeah very much it feels, feels a lot more like 2019. Besides the food vendors, what else is going on for the food festival? So every day of the week, um, you'll be able to find some cooking demonstration, workshop or tasting happening in our demonstration space in the Treehouse Bar in George Square. If you come in through the gate, straight ahead of you up the stairs, and there's a really nice demo kitchen in there with a camera and television so that you can really see the detail when the chefs are cooking. And there'll be demonstrations in there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and we've got two today on our on our first weekend. Yes, we're excited. We're going to see the Kilted Chef very shortly. 
he is showing us a flavor journey across butteries of land and sea and a sweet uh, buttery in the second demo. And I believe so that people are going to be able to take them home as well. Awesome. And cheeky question, but what is your favorite vendor here? Can't play favorites. Um, Some recommendations then. I think if you're hungry, a pie from Jarvis Pickle is never goes amiss. These five selections, uh, one vegetarian, one vegan, absolutely fantastic. My personal favorite's the uh, pork and blue cheese. Also new this year, the Peruvian. I've been trying to pin him down for three years uh, and he's finally available. So super excited about that and his uh, his slow roasting uh, meats are fantastic. And to drink? To drink, um, it has to be Belfield. Super. Well, enjoy the rest of the festival. Wicked. Thank you for coming. My name is Carlo Carosi. I'm the owner of the Peruvian, which is the first Peruvian street food in Scotland. And tell us, where are you based normally and what kind of food are you going to be serving over the food festival? we base in Edinburgh, but we move around everywhere like in Scotland, within Scotland. And we'll be serving in the traditional lomo saltado, which is a steak stir-fry with rice and chips, uh, you know, onions, tomatoes, coriander. We have as well uh, pork belly or pork leg. We, we use both and then we cook it, we smoke it basically in cylinder for a few hours and then we serve that with sweet fries, onions again, Peruvian chilies, coriander, lime and then ají verde as well. And uh, we have the Peruvian chicken wings as well and tequeño which is a cheese wrapped pastry with deep fryer and then we use it with guacamole. We serve it with guacamole. That all sounds amazing. And is this your first Edinburgh Food Festival? Yes, yeah, yeah. They're always trying to get us in but we're always really busy. So this year we plan it with time and then we're finally here. And what do you do all year long? What's your normal business? This is, <laughs> this is what we do full time. Yeah, I mean, we, we do the, we try to teach everybody about Peruvian food because nobody knew about Peruvian food yet. So we move around a lot, trying to get as much people as we can to try the food uh, before we basically settle down somewhere. So that's the idea. So what has been your most popular dish and what would you recommend? Oh, we have a few, but I think the Lomo Saltado and the Ceviche. Uh, the Ceviche actually won us a British Three Food Awards in 2019 wow. and 2018 as well. Okay. So yeah, I think the Ceviche or the Port Belly or the steak. I mean, it's up to you guys, you know, <laughs> it's what you like the most. And is there anywhere people will be able to catch you later in the summer or later in the year? Uh, we're going to be in Five and uh, Loch Lomond, a few more markets, but we're trying to keep it keep it slow now. We, we've been in the neighbor market, neighborhood market for 10 weeks straight, so we, we're going to take a break now <laughs> after this. Summer's a good time to take a break. Always a good time to get a break, <laughs> you know, and enjoying this, the sun in Scotland. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. We're here at the Edinburgh Food Festival with Craig Wilson, a.k.a. The Kilted Chef, who is just about to start a demo in a few minutes. Hi, Craig. We're going to go back a little bit before we talk about today's demo. Can you tell us a little bit about how you actually got into chefing in the first place and why The Kilted Chef? I'm sure all the listeners are wondering. Well, I started in the kitchen at 15, like most chefs, and started washing dishes. And uh, to be honest, I wasn't very good at most things at school. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So the sooner I got out there and learned the craft, the better. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of cooked from then. 
And fast forward 20 years, my sister put me forward for a competition that got, took me to London with uh, Lorraine Kelly uh, on a Sky show. And I wore the kilt, cooking for the first time. Hence, the Kilted Chef. You are kilted today, I should say. I should tell the listeners. So you have a business in Aberdeenshire, Eat on the Green. Tell us a bit about that. You've been running for a few years now. Well, after, uh, you know, London, um, I suppose it unsettled me. And I, I basically came home and I said, I want to live, uh, I want to live my dream. I uh, resigned from my job and uh, decided to open a restaurant. And I moved back home. Uh, I was in Lincolnshire, Grimsby in Lincolnshire, and I moved back up to Aberdeenshire and uh, Eat on the Green, uh, which is 20 minutes from the city, was born. Um, And uh, I I had a very simple uh, philosophy or business plan, cook for my life, clean toilets, and uh, just do it as best as you can every day. 18 and a half years later, we're still here. And tell us, how has business been, say, in the last six months? How is the recovery? It's probably the the question I get asked the most. Uh, Creativity always wins. We have served thousands of restaurant boxes out our window that didn't even open. Uh, I now work with the schools uh, as a Scottish food and drink ambassador. I'm trying to collaborate with local suppliers, enjoy what I do after all this time, and nothing stays the same. Creativity wins the race and uh, open your mind to the world that's ever-changing. Absolutely, and I think just looking around here today, we can see that it's so popular, people trying new food, different food, so that's wonderful. The Scottish Food Tourism Ambassador role, tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in that and what it sort of consists of. It's basically about uh, all the the pride uh, of Scotland Food and Drink. It's about highlighting it, it's about celebrating it. It's about telling the story. My project, uh, I'm actually going on a tour of my own area, uh, maybe trying to taste something or combine something or meet people with a a really organic story. Uh, It's not always the big brands that that, that need need the publicity. In fact, it's the opposite. So I think think it's it's a bit like going on holiday you want to get get something something authentic i always say that my mum's stew or mince and tatties is the equivalent of the spanish paella so uh, i always say if you want to kind of get to the, the grit of anywhere you go maybe go to a pub and ask someone what did your grandmother make and that is a fast track to what you should or shouldn't do where you are. Uh, immerse yourself in the culture uh, and the people and the music and let you, you know, food food can change a day, hospitality can change a day and uh, you always want that sense of place. So I'm a very proud ambassador for uh, Aberdeenshire and it's taken me all sorts of places. And you talk about the sort of essence of being in a local community. What about the produce? How does that play into all of it? I think it's, you know, it's a, certainly in Aberdeenshire, I, uh, I, I'm actually never cease to amaze just how amazing our produce uh, continues to evolve. Uh, I actually think the pandemic 
for our area. Uh, I think there's a little bit more risk-taking. Um, I think we have definitely more knowledge of different types of cookery. Um, chefs working together, food suppliers, food markets, tasting. Um, and of course, we've got a new kitchen. Uh, the bar is now the kitchen. So you've got a chef behind the bar and the kitchen. You put them together, add the right ingredients, um, and where there's passion, uh, and of course, the obvious Scottishness of everything, what's not to love? Which brings me to my next question, which is about your involvement in Tartan Week. Scottishness of everything. It's a great celebration of Scottishness. Tell us about that. I was lucky enough to be invited out to the Scottish government and met some amazingly creative people. And to be honest, I made some good contacts that took me from New York back to Glasgow and a friend who I've just bumped into here uh, she said I love your I love your Scottishness I love your cooking would you be keen to come to Vietnam and cook in Asia and I went out to be guest chef in Hanoi so I always say keep an open mind on that wet uh, day traveling down to Glasgow on a Tuesday evening I went from Glasgow to New York, uh, New York to Glasgow to Vietnam, so that proves the point. Everywhere uh, I go, this, the love of Scotland is unbelievable, and uh, I feel very, very privileged to still do what I love in a place that I have so much respect for from an early age. So tell us, what are your plans for the future? Are you guys sort of focusing on rebuilding or have you got something exciting on the cards? Well, I've been working on a really exciting project, the Kilted Chef Learning Project, working with young kids. I phoned up the Director of Education. I said, look, I would like to do a project. A school really didn't work for me. I said, I want to work with a positive group of teachers. I want to make a difference, but I don't want to just scratch the surface. So uh, he said, I love it. Uh, so I've been working that for a year. I've also, uh, during lockdown, signed with an off and onshore catering company. Again, just about passion and all, you know, sustainability and, and celebrating local. And I suppose uh, at the top of the tree right now, a um, couple of months ago, I launched my own gin. It's Amazing. the Kilted Chef Summer Berry Gin. Tell us about that. So I had a significant birthday and I was like, right, time not to put things off. I uh, got invited to a local distillery, the Lost Loch Distillery out in Royal Side, And I asked Kim, who works with me, I said, why can't I have my own gin? And she just kind of rolled her eyes and said, well, you know, that's fair, fair enough. Um, and uh, the timescale was crazy. And I launched it at one of the biggest food festivals in Aberdeenshire which is called Taste of Grampian which moved venue to the exhibition centre and we launched our gin and it has been very very well received. What are the flavours? What can we expect from the gin? So it's uh, the the back of the bottle is actually in Doric so it's things like a puckle of strawberries and raspberries but it's basically Scottish raspberries uh, and strawberries, a drizzle of honey, a little bit of black pepper, uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite a round flavour, and it's quite interesting because from a food pairing point of view, it's got it's it's not just your standard tonic. We actually use a gorse tonic, you know, the bushes at the yes. side of the road. Yeah, yeah. So the tonic is from further up the coast. Mm -hmm. uh, the gorse tonic is our perfect serve, or a raspberry lemonade for the non-tonic lovers. That's 
sounds fantastic. Going to have to try that later on. Back to today and what you're doing today. What are you cooking for us today? Well, we are taking the buttery on tour. Now, a buttery is very famous in Aberdeen and it was basically designed for fishermen to take to sea. So it's an alternative to bread, high fat, higher in salt, original recipe. I've taken the vegetarian variety and so if you, in your mind, can picture a club sandwich, I am going from piggery smokery bacon to charred broccoli and a local uh, old Riki cheese from Aberdeenshire. We have some langoustines with turf tatty buna. So it's all over the place. Mm. And I'm going to sizzle up some lovely summer berries, a splash of my own summer berry gin, with a little bit of cardamom custard. What possibly could go wrong? Sounds international. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us today and best of luck with the demo. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Edinburgh. A nice, lazy start. My name's Craig Wilson. I am the Kilted Chef. I am passionate about where I come from, what happens to be Scotland, and I am travelled down last night after cooking in my restaurant. The restaurant's called Eat on the Green. It's about 20 minutes from Aberdeen. It's a bit cooler up there. But we've got lots of whiskey, um, and we have beautiful countryside, and we're very, very um, chuffed that so many people agree with us. They like what we like. So that could be our beef, our langoustines, our cheese, our oat cakes. But I'm here. Hands up if you would like to learn something here today. This is a buttery. Or is it a rowie? Does it make any sense to you at all? So this humble buttery was created for the fishermen to go to sea. And um, it probably would never win a prize with Scottish slimmers. But if you work hard and you're a fisherman, you don't have to worry about uh, your panna cotta or your pavlova. So this humble buttery is very much what someone in the northeast of Scotland would buy on a regular basis. We are going to cook up some piggery smokery. This is a local bacon called Dark Dublock and it's with treacle and it is sensational. We're going to crisp it up some bacon, we're going to char some broccoli, we have got some pine nuts that are in the pan uh, some onion, of course, and we've got this royal canvas of made cheese, and it's a nod to where we are from. It's called Albriki. It's absolutely amazing. That was a short clip from one of Craig Wilson's demos at this year's Edinburgh Food Festival. That's all from us at this year's Edinburgh Food Festival, but you can find out more about what's on offer at edfoodfest.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scran. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe. Scran is a laudable podcast that's co-produced and hosted by me, Rosalind Erskine, and co-produced, edited and mixed by Kelly Crichton.
absolutely rock the roof and just clap for no reason other than the fact I'm about to put some fresh Scottish water into the pan. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Yeah.